Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today on this Sunday morning here in America, a frigid morning. And if you are staying warm inside today, I certainly understand. Let's get into the Word of God and let's talk about it. Let's let it change our lives. You know, a big question we all people have is how do you make good decisions? And in our world today, people have a lot of different places, go-to places where they go to to get good decisions. Some people go to astrologists. They read their horoscope. In Scripture, you had a guy called up, the Saul called up someone, or, or someone from the dead. He wanted to speak to a prophet from the dead. That was a no-no. Astrology is a no-no. Your horoscopes, that's a no-no. We want to get wise advice. We want to talk to people who can guide us in life. No one wants to make poor decisions. Poor decisions have consequences. That's part of the way life is, and a wise person will learn that uh, fairly soon. A wise person will, will realize that poor decisions are not are, are have, have bad consequences. Good decisions have good consequences. And so I want to ask you today, how do you make good decisions? And Paul addresses this in the book of Philippians. As a matter of fact, we're going to see that chapter one is all about making a really good decision. And I want to introduce it this morning with three things that Paul says you need to have in order to make good decisions. It's a prayer he prays for the uh, for the the Philippians, and it would be a prayer that we ought to pray for ourselves and for one another. Pray this for your 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 people in your church. Pray this for your pastor. Pray this for your children, your grandchildren. Pray this for your your spouse. Pray that people, your boss. Pray that people in your life will make good decisions because their decisions affect you and your decisions affect them. We want to make good ones. And so Paul prays this in Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ. Now, we're going to spend two days on this. We're going to, uh, Today and tomorrow, we're going to talk about this verse. There's a lot in here. But he simply says his prayer is that the Philippians might have three things that will enable them to make good decisions. Number one, he says, I pray that you might your love might abound. You would have abounding love. What's this mean? Most people make decisions out of selfishness. Most people make decisions based on what's going to benefit me. Oh, that's kind of natural, isn't it? And, and indeed, some decisions obviously need to be made with that in mind. But as a course of life, your best decisions as a Christian, the ones that really matter, must be driven by love. God made his decisions driven by love. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Aren't you glad that when God was thinking about how to solve the world's problems, he wasn't just thinking about himself? He thought about you and I. He was driven by love to send his son to be our savior. Jesus, in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he had a big decision, and, and of course, his decision was praying for strength. Father, if there's any other way, take this cup away from me. Yet not my will, but thine be done. And so he had a big decision in front of him that was going to require him going to the cross, dying. And that decision was based on love 
obedience to the Father, love for the Father, love for you and me. Paul will show us later in this chapter how he made a big decision based on love. He had something that could benefit him. He could have had the chance to die and go to heaven. That would have been very much better, but he chose to remain on and to continue serving, even though he was in prison and he was suffering. And he did it not because it was benefiting him, but he said, I do it convinced that it will be for your progress and joy in the faith. He loved people. Friends, uh, we live in a world where more and more people uh, just aren't doing things based on love. And you and I need to. Don't allow the the uh, the values of the world that are often based on what's in it for me and how can I get ahead? And it's based on selfishness. Don't allow that to be the driving force of your life. Make sure that you are living a life of love. In the long run, this is what counts. In our small group the other night, we were talking about how so many people today, they sacrifice their family. They sacrifice raising children. They sacrifice uh, a happy household. They sacrifice so many things for material blessing. That's not new to this generation. That's a, that's a fight we had to fight in our generation. I think that's a fight everybody needs to fight, is what really matters. And what really matters, true wealth, true wealth is not found in the things of this world. True wealth is found in things that outlast. True wealth is built by love. True wealth is built as an investment of love. The, the, the acts of love that you do in your life, the investments you make in other people, that's the wealth that will come back to bless you in the years to come. That's the wealth that will bless you eternally. And the things that you, the relationships you sacrifice just to get what you think you need to have to be happy leaves you impoverished in the long run. So Paul prays that you would, that they would have abounding love. My friends, I know if you come here on this podcast live stream with me regularly, I know you are people who are committed to loving. He prays that their love would abound still more and more. Abound. And so this is something, let's let's in 2024 pray that our love abounds. We have more of it than we had a year ago. And we'll have more of it the end of this year than we have today. Second thing he prayed for is real knowledge. That your love would abound in real knowledge. Well, what's that relating to? Real knowledge implies there's false knowledge out there. Real knowledge implies there's fake knowledge, fake information, disinformation. Oh, my goodness, isn't this the buzzword of our day? And yet the true knowledge, where is it found? Where is it found? It's found in the Word of God, my friends. The true knowledge, the lasting knowledge, the Scripture, this is knowledge that lasts. Again, what other book are we gaining knowledge from, and is it leading people to lead fruitful, wonderful, successful lives, making good decisions more than the Bible. Oh, we have all kinds of bestsellers that come, you know, come and they they pop up and self-improvement and so on. I'm not against those. Actually, I enjoy reading those type books. But I'll tell you, the one that's, that is the all-time bestseller for a reason, the book that is a rock to us, the book is a foundation you can stand on, and one that, you know, it's not going to give different advice in, in, in a year or two or three years from now, 
or it's not going to be the must-read of today that is ignored next year. And that's the, that's the Bible. The Bible. I say it so often here, and I know if you come here regularly, you're committed to learning the Word of God. Good for you. That's what we need to do. We live in a world that, that uh, as always, where the voice we listen to, the word we listen to, are we going to hear the voice of God or the voice of the world or the voice of the flesh or the voice of the evil one? We, 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 are, in, we are challenged from the Garden of Eden on. Who are we going to listen to? I often say it, I'll say it again. Our Christian religion isn't based on faith. It's based on truth, the truth of God, the words of God, and a wise person chooses to hear the words of God, to listen carefully for them, to study them in the Scripture, to discover what God says, and to make sure I'm listening to the right voice, not the wrong voice. Faith matters in that faith is a a choice of who I'm going to listen to. Do I have faith in in God and His Word? Do I have faith in the world? Do I have faith in the, in the smart people out there? Do I have faith in my education? Do I have faith in my own, my own experience? Do I have faith in Hollywood? Do I have faith in some celebrity? Who, whose voice am I listening to? And we are inundated, unlike ever before, because of what we're doing right now, the internet. We have so many voices we can listen to. And so Paul says, I pray that you have real knowledge. And that real knowledge is the knowledge that comes from God. And you will be able to figure out what's the real knowledge and what's the fake knowledge. To make good decisions in life, you must have a foundation of Scripture. I'm not talking about just a, a, a faulty, faulty little bit of knowledge, a shallow knowledge of the Bible. You've got to dig into it. You've got to know what it says. You've got to study it. You've got to get into it. You've got you've to apply yourselves. This is a big book, my friends. There's a lot in here. Be careful that you don't make your deci- your decisions based on a on on uh, a verse that might say something, but you don't understand other verses in its context and and what's the what other verses might be. It says this, but it also says this. How do you work all that out? That's real knowledge. It takes time to study the Word of God. Apply yourself. Put yourself. Make sure that your primary source of information you're getting. And what you can choose about is from God and God's Word. This time is like that. If you dedicate 15 or so minutes a day to come here every day and get the Word of God with us right here in the Word, that's choosing real knowledge, God's Word, over all the other things that can be out there. All the other stuff's not wrong, but everything else needs to be judged in light of the Scripture. There are plenty of voices out there that are fine if they line up with the Scripture. But you want to have understanding when they do and when they don't. And that leads to our third thing, and that is all discernment. Discernment is the ability to take that knowledge and apply it. It's wisdom. It's it's how does what I'm learning here, how does this knowledge apply to this situation? There'd be a lot of people who know the Bible really, really well. They don't have much wisdom and discernment about how to apply it. They know scripture, they know all about it, they know they 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 know, dare I even say a lot of trivia about the Bible. They don't know how to apply it. They don't know how this, how does this relate to my attitudes, my relationships, my decisions, my, my practices, my values. And indeed, it's an academic knowledge, but it's not much discernment or wisdom. 
Paul's praying that we would have all three, abounding love, real knowledge, and all discernment. Now, all these things take time. This is all part of growing and maturing in Christ. If you're early in your Christian life, I pray that you you have the, the love, the knowledge, and the discernment you can have at this stage. But I pray that as you continue to grow in, in your life, you don't drift away from Scripture and say, now I'm going to look elsewhere. But you're deepening your understanding and knowledge of God's Word. You're growing in your wisdom and experience, understanding how I, in, in the past, seeing, seeing how the Scripture applies more and more to life situations, applying it better, more wisely. And then, of course, always, always growing in greater love. Amen? Shall we pray about it? Let's do. Father in heaven. We want to be people who make good decisions. We thank you that you've given us the ability to make those decisions. We thank you that we're not robots. We're not just people who follow a program. We thank you that you have given us the power to make decisions. I pray for everyone here today that they've made the decision to follow Jesus Christ, that they've made the decision to put you first, that they've made the decision to believe the gospel. And I pray, Father, Sometimes decisions seem really, really big, and we seek you, and we want to know what's right. And sometimes, Lord, decisions seem small, and so we think we can make them on our own. But I pray we would acknowledge you in all of our ways, and I pray we'd be people who are honoring you with our decisions. And I pray specifically today that our love would abound, our knowledge of your word would go deeper and deeper in real knowledge, and that we'd have the wisdom and discernment to know how to best practice what you teach in your word. We pray for this and we ask it. We give you this day in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, I hope this has been helpful for you. I've enjoyed just teaching, being reminded of these basic truths. And so I hope you will join us every day. We come here and get in the word of God every day. You know, you do get messages every day, whether you realize it or not. You and I are inundated with information in our day and age. Make sure that you're putting the scripture first and foremost as the ultimate authority in how how you're gonna live your life. And that's one reason we come here. And so I invite you to join us. Subscribe to the channel if you're new, like the video, share with your friends, post on your social media and, uh, and help others. Tell them how this time is benefiting you and encourage them to join with us. Until we meet tomorrow, might you stay warm. Might God bless you. If you make it out to church today, might you have a wonderful time worshiping the Lord together. God bless you. I love you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.